0: ON THE BLOCK, ON DEMAND! Without Jerry McIntyre, we would have won 10 f- games this year. Okay? Not 10.
1: Tobito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown! And the ball game! Tobito, in relief, wins it for the Orange! They don't know about the Kumbaya meetings we had this week. Swing and a miss! It is over! The Boston Red Sox baseball's best all season long they have won it all the bills make me wanna shout josh allen touchdown buffalo a 14-yard quarterback draw somebody in vegas told them they were gonna win by 20 and a celebration begins
0: this is on the block right you know there's validity in that opinion ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, Utica you- heard on 96.5 FM, heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing on the ESPN app, you can watch the show, get the full experience of the program. You can live chat through the show, opine as much as you want, and get the show within the show, the show that comes to you during radio commercial breaks, because the show must go on, as we're about to discuss here in a different way. The show does go on at twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk, because what happens when we go to radio commercial breaks, Twitch says, uh uh-uh, uh, this is live, it's raw, it's on it's always on this microphone that i'm speaking into now and i have a microphone so you will listen to every word i have to say sorry bad adam sandler impression there but the mic stays on during a commercial breaks at twitch.tv slash q sports talk hello twitch friends so lots of ways to experience the show Couple of great ways to participate in the program: four three seven seventy six forty four is the phone number to chime in. Brent Axe Media on Twitter, where the show never stops, and as mentioned, the live chat at twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Bring the takes. That's hot. Bring all the takes, hot, medium, or otherwise. No cold takes, though. We will not take those. We will not accept any cold takes. It's Thursday, and that means that Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim will join us for his weekly chat here on the program, presented by Hoffman. We're looking forward to that. We'll listen in on some things that Coach Beheim said after Syracuse's loss to Pittsburgh last night. There are no bones about it. You file this in the bad loss category and see what you can do to make corrections going forward here. There's going to be, I don't want to put a number on it, but a handful, I guess, would be the right way to put it of those kind of WTF losses. And I would put yesterday into that category, albeit there were some, see, there's, there's a fine line between reasons and excuses, right? There were some tangible reasons why Syracuse lost that game, why they were out rebounded in that game, why they got dominated inside in that game. And then there's um, some things you look at and you say, yeah, you kind of can't do that in, even in the circumstances of the team. But We will get into that uh, throughout the program. We will get Coach Beheim's thoughts on last night's matchup. Looking ahead to Georgetown, it's uh, now Georgetown. I I almost want to feel like saying it's like Georgetown week or something, right? But there's only a couple of days before Georgetown's on the schedule, and I'm happy that Georgetown is on the schedule. I think year by year we kind of get to this game and we say, we still doing this, huh, everybody? We still doing this? still doing this orange whip who wants an orange whip three orange whips we are still doing this we should still keep doing this and we'll kind of turn that page get ready for georgetown coming to the dome on saturday thankfully an eight o'clock game that's not something you hear uncle brent say often because i'm a fan of the nooners not a fan of uh staying up too late as, as as we have discussed but the bills play sunday at 1 o'clock. The Bills make me want to Uncle Brent's going to need your hands up a lot of time to either savor the victory over the Indianapolis Colts, It's just what I expect to do, I fully expect the Buffalo Bills to do, or if by some Haley's comment, once-in-a-lifetime moment, the Bills do lose to the Colts. In the unthinkable happens. Gonna need a few hours to go in a deep dark hole and sulk before we watch Syracuse and Georgetown. But a full what what a sports weekend coming, by the way. Three NFL games on Saturday, three NFL playoff games on Sunday, Syracuse, Georgetown. Let's go. You know, in this day and age when games get canceled and what's happening and moving here, moving there, I almost feel like we should knock on wood as we say this. It's gonna be a big, meaty sports weekend. It's what as I heard Bill Simmons say this recently, and I, I liked how he put it. It was a don't-get-divorced kind of weekend. So we'll get into all that, do some hot takes, including Met fans. Whoa! The New York Metropolitans! They're making moves! 2021! I don't know. The Bills are good. The Mets might be good again. We could be turning some things around here. Maybe the New York Knickerbockers have a good basketball team. All that is bad is good again. Is Is that what we're seeing here in 2021? I think so. Maybe. We hope, right? We're only seven days into the new year, but we'll see what uh, comes from that. And uh, as mentioned, plenty of Eshu Hoops talk. Now, all right, deep breath. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the details of what we saw yesterday in Washington, D.C., but I do want to discuss it because, as I often tell you, stick to sports is a foolhardy thing. Stick to sports is is one of the dumbest expressions out there. I understand this is a sports show, though I understand why you come to this show. It's to get away from all the other stuff. But, you know, I'm not just a a monkey in the zoo here for your entertainment. Like, you know, I have feelings. I care about the world around me. And it does intersect with what we do and what we talk about, particularly Syracuse basketball. And we were not on the air yesterday. And that's probably a blessing in disguise. Because if I had a live microphone in front of me watching what we were watching unfold in Washington, D.C., I don't know if I would have been able to compose myself and do a radio show, let alone, you know, I was so angry yesterday I was shaking. So I'm not going to get into certain particulars, but it does kind of show that role that sports plays because the events of yesterday are unfolding as they're unfolding. And we're all just captivated by it for all the wrong reasons. It's one of the darkest and saddest days in American history. And already the, the spin has begun today, and I'm not going to get into that because I'll just get angry. It's, 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 it's beyond the pale of absurd, what people are saying to in some way justify what happened yesterday. There, there's nothing, nothing that justifies what happened yesterday. Not a thing. And I'm somewhat encouraged to hear even the deepest people on certain sides of the aisle admit that. You have to admit that. (laughs) There's no no yeah buts here. I'm sorry. Stop. There's no yeah buts. What happened yesterday was a travesty. What happened yesterday was sedition. What happened yesterday was a coup. Thankfully, an unorganized failed coup. And all those morons that took selfies and were streaming from the Capitol and claiming this is their house. And then they go into that house and they trash it. You know, those people will be dealt with. Right. Thankfully, the FBI was handed a lot of photos and video evidence to to find these people, track them down and punish them to the full extent of the law, which, by the way, I, I recall President Trump tweeting during the Black Lives Matter movement, that people that damage federal property should be put in jail for a minimum of 10 years. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I don't want to get into that. But it was interesting how we're, we're bearing down on this game yesterday. And Syracuse is playing at 430, and we have seen things in recent years where sports says, I don't know if we should be playing right. And of course, the other thing with that is we're we're in a COVID situation right now and sports has found this way through it. It doesn't always work. There's been plenty of hiccups and plenty of bumps in the road per the pauses that Syracuse has had. They came out of an 18-day pause yesterday. Pittsburgh came out of a pause yesterday. It's just become normal in a short period of time to see the well-done photoshopped release that pops up on my Twitter feed. And as soon as I see it, I don't have to read a word of it. I'm like, oh, they got a COVID delay, right? The way it's framed and put out there, it's, it's become a pattern, right? But it's amazing to think about. And I wrote about this in my column today. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing to me how many significant historic events have happened just in the last year And Syracuse basketball or some other sports, but, you know, we talk mostly Syracuse basketball here, right, are connected to it. You have to go back to March 12th of last year when Syracuse was playing North Carolina in the ACC tournament. And the world felt like it was collapsing around us that night. That was the night that President Trump first addressed the nation about COVID. Tom Hanks has covid the NBA shuts down, and then the next day, all the dominoes fell, like, just in an instant, right? That was unprecedented. We had never been through something like that, and we were scared, and now here we sit January 7th, and I don't know how much progress we've made. We know a lot more vaccines are rolling out. Sports found a way through it, and that's what we spent March and April and May and June debating and trying to figure out and sort through, and we're still, frankly, trying to figure out how to do that. But we were watching a sporting event when that was unfolding and you learn to appreciate what that sporting event does for you. If it's an escape for you, I I, I'm not fond of using the word distraction when it comes to sports, because I think people are passionate about it. And I don't know that word just doesn't sit right with me sometimes, but I, I get the use of it at the same time. Right. And I think I get jaded a little bit because I work in sports and I'm in it every day. And when it's your job, like you don't really realize like how many people I shouldn't say, I don't, I certainly appreciate and Do know, but sometimes you do lose sight of like, no, people come to this to get away from that. And trust me, I think I've learned to appreciate that and respect that. But you know, when you do it every day, sometimes you do lose sight of it. You need a big old reminder, smack you in the nose with it. Now think about how historic that was. So then yesterday, think about how historic that was. It felt like playing a basketball game was wrong. It did. I, I, I came very close to, I mean, whatever format you want to do it and I didn't have a radio show yesterday, Twitter, you write a column, whatever. I was saying, what are we doing here? This, this is a sad day in our nation. This is a significant event. This is history for all the wrong reasons. And it's like, no, oh, okay. Get out there, lace them up, play a game. That's how I felt going in, and when I came out of it at six thirty and seeing people react to it on Twitter and we'll talk about it throughout the day on the radio today and people on Twitch, wherever the format we're doing it. It's not that we're not acknowledging what's happening. In Washington, D.C. It's not like we're ignoring it, but it was almost a blessing in disguise. Like, OK, we see what happened. We recognize how tragic it is. But at the same time, you feel helpless. It's like, well, there's nothing I can do about this. Maybe going forward, there's certain things you can do. And it's a long term play because, I mean, the country's broken and I get no pleasure in saying that. it. it, My heart is aching at this moment thinking about this Thinking about what I saw yesterday. Don't say unbelievable. That's the wrong word. That word got thrown out in 2020. We can't use it anymore. Inevitable, frankly, was the word yesterday. But it's still distressing to see your nightmares come true before your very eyes. Right. So it's not always in real time when that distraction comes into play. Sometimes it's the next day. Remember, think about how sports had to recover from 9-11, and it took a while. But, boy, when it came back, speaking of the Mets, Mike Piazza hits that home run when President Bush threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. I don't like how many reminders we've gotten of this in you know whatever time frame you want to put on it. There's just been too many times where it's, well, sports has been put into perspective, right? And again, that's why stick to sports is dumb. Inevitably, the real world and the sports world will cross paths, but I am willing to admit it's been way too many times I've had to sit down, think, and have that conversation with myself or ponder that, right? Like, should we be playing today? We discussed that through COVID. I think yesterday, certainly a day where it's fair to ask the question. But at the end of the game, seeing the reaction from people and, the put-in-perspective disappointment, don't get me wrong here, okay? I think we all got a little reality check of what's going on in the world yesterday in case you needed one. You don't get one every day from COVID, right? But that it feels good to kind of maybe channel some of that energy that you were feeling in the anger you were feeling into, hey, how come Marek I couldn't get that pass out there? Again, with perspective. Like, if you have true anger about that, then you need to seek help. Love your life, like your sports. It's, it's fine to be passionate about sports, but if you're brooding in anger about that, then, you know, listen, we need to have a talk. So another weird day, another surreal day. Not a surprising day, not unbelievable, not some of these words people want to use. Frankly, that was inevitable what happened yesterday. Gives me no pleasure to say that. And it was once again a reminder of Sometimes these games do serve a bigger purpose. So that's what I get upset about when people say stick to sports, not only because there's a real world out there I'm not going to ignore, but sports is important in that sense and what it can do for people, as temporary as that feeling can be, that ease could be, that whatever you get out of it. So on that note, we will talk about the game that was played yesterday with the backdrop of one of the darkest days in American history. Yeah, I just said that, and it, I just, I got to take a moment here to, yeah, that happened, I'll just kind of leave it at that, I want to say a lot more, but I won't, we'll move on, so Pitt, yeah, that's a bad one. Let's go over this a little bit. Let's sort it out. Let's talk about the game. Let's get your thoughts on it at 437 Brentax Brent Media on Twitter. On the live Twitch feed at twitch.tv slash Talk. We'll hear from Jim Beheim later in the show and our full conversation with him, but we'll listen in on some things he said after the game last night. There was a clear and present reason why Syracuse lost last night. Was there a, a way, was there a, a path to overcome that though that didn't quite get used enough? We'll discuss that next day, right there. You're on the block ESPN radio at twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. It's great to have you here. On block ESPN radio. Syracuse Georgetown. Heard of it. It's coming up Saturday. Don't forget. A little watch party. Seth Goldberg, Danny Shays, Hanging with you. Live analysis from a Syracuse legend. As it happens. Tip time at 8 o'clock. Sorry, I got listening to Petty a little bit. Smooth down here. Age 18, boys away it was more than down here. The age do Don't you hate it when people sing the song you're trying to listen to? I was that guy. I apologize. Anyway, uh, watch party, twitch.tv slash q sports talk. Currently Twitch has a bit of a glitch. Appreciate those of you that are watching on Twitch. Uh, it appears things are starting to come back. And there was a Twitch wide thing thanks to uh who hit me on Twitter. Let's give give him a, a shout out here. Heritage Softtail, thank you, sir, for letting us know what was going on with Twitch. Apparently it's a Twitch-wide thing. So you can still watch us. The chat seems to be coming back and, and is getting back in there. But uh, twitch.tv slash Talk, where the party is always happening. It's always a party where this man is. We'll do some hot takes after we hear from the legend, the man himself, Scooter in Jamesville, on the block. Hello, Scoot. Happy New Year.
1: Hey, you too, buddy. Uh, you know, we're, we're at the end of uh, Sophie's uh, year. Right now it's more trends and anything else. But uh, just a recap a little bit, uh, I think she got through the second semester. Very good to uh, hear. Yeah. Uh, okay. t- remember, remember,
0: remember the tuition bill is coming soon, Scoots. New year, you start getting those bills in the mail, so you know, <laughs> here we're, <you> go. <laughs> we're on
1: track <laughs> well, here. Well, you remember we started actually with the trends uh you know, taking the over in the Gonzaga games, and they were 18-2 when we did that. Remember that Pac-12 Theory about the the Thursday Saturday yeah. games. Well, we're fifteen and two. So actually, going. Wow. When we, yeah. So actually, so actually, when we and got two this at,
0: year on the Thursday
1: Saturday turn? Well, then no, it actually, started you know, I mean this year, meaning January when we started the Sophie's Choice, you know, before we got shut down oh, in March, you. we were okay, we, we were thirty four and two. Now, uh, as, as far as as far as this year goes. We were uh, if he if he took what we did, including all the prop bets, we're talking those Mondays where we're undefeated. We were forty-two and sixteen if he if he started in, in, in September. Remember the uh, first Sophie's choice was the go way back to the Florida State Miami game where I told you Miami in the over. And you go, if he if he took what we had through the whole year, you've been you've been forty-two and sixteen. Pretty so pretty you, you, pretty good. Yeah. Now we're Gonzaga's talking. on tonight, uh, and and. The trend is, first of all, if you just took Gonzaga flat and the over, you'd be actually seven and two right now. But the trend is the first half over is they're incredible. Uh, they just come out and they, you know they just they just try to jump on you. So the over under right now, first half in the Gonzaga bringing young game is 76. So that'll be a salty's choice pick. And just watch the Pac-12 again this year. You know Thursdays are starting up the Thursday Saturday, but look at the Saturday home team when that Thursday game. The road team has to play a Thursday and then travel travel Friday and then play Saturday. Well, always a gym. Always a gym. Your, your bills, I, I love your props and some bills things. And of course, we're all rooting for your bills. But if you happen to be over there, of course, of course, you can be the power of attorney if you want, but that's stupid. But <laughs> 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 I don't know if we're quite on that level yeah, yet. Yeah, I don't think so but either. But they, we're game basically, game. yeah. But basically, I think the rushing yardage on Josh Allen go over thirty to thirty-one. Oh, it got to you over. I, I think going to that, over. And, and also attempts in his in his yardage. Those are the three I'd play in the props.
0: I'd be careful but, playing any props with Diggs or Beasley because it's yeah. not encouraging. They're a little banged up going into that game. Thanks, Scoot. We're going to let you go. Appreciate it, my friend. Uh, but Josh Allen on the over on rushing yards, take it. Now instead of playing, like we got to play the theme song, right? So we'll play. The We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Well, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot. It yes! Man, it's
1: hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap
0: to cool off. <laughs> it's time for Hot Takes on the Block. And we just lapped 444, meaning if you've been hurt in a car, it's time to call William Matar, and it's uh, the best time of the day to remind you to call 444. 4444. Four, four, four. So that, that's all well and good, but you know what I really want to play right now? You know what I really want to play right now? No, it's not going to be the Bills shouts. You thought it was going to be the Bills. You thought I was going to play the Bill shout song, which is always fun to play. The yeah. Bills make me want right? to That's what you thought I was going to do, but no. No, this is what we're going to do. Oh! Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right oh, man. up, man. man. The Mets. Bring your Let's go. Please bring your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a good thing happened to the New York Mets. No, really, it's true. Knocking those home runs over the wallies. Come on, everybody, sing along. Everybody's coming down to meet the M-E-T-S Mets of New York. I'm not even a Mets fan, but I'm excited for you. Francisco Lindor is moving to a new city and Team willing to meet his salary demands and that team is the New York Mets. The four-time Cleveland All-Star shortstop. This is from the Associated Press. One of baseball's best all-around players was traded Thursday by the Indians along with pitcher Carlos Carrasco to the New York Mets, who have a new owner willing to spend at baseball's highest levels. You know, the simple thing is you got to find the right people. You got to find the right owner. You got to find the right GM you got to find the right manager in football. Speaking of the Bills, I always bring up this example because it's the example. You need a general manager and a coach in lockstep, right? It took a while for the Mets to get there, and we'll see how they do on the field. But this just goes to show you how inept, how bad, how clueless the Wilpons were. Steve Cohen comes in. He knows what it takes. This is New York. You need stars. You need offense. You need players. You need to go for it. And the Mets go out there and say, oh, Francisco Lindor's got long-term contract issues. Cleveland can't pay it. Bring him on, baby. We'll take Carrasco. You can have. Let's see what the Mets uh, sent back in return here. Jimenez, Rosario, Josh Wolf, a pitcher, and outfielder Isaiah Green, as described here, a move Cleveland hopes will keep it competitive and capable of ending baseball's longest World Series title drought. Cleveland's got to do it on a budget. This is New York, man. This is a hedge fund, rich, beyond wildest dreams. Now I've got a new toy, the New York Mets. We want to win. Give me Lindor. Give me the four-time All-Star. Give me a 27-year-old. Bat, glove, legs, two-time gold glove. Career 285 hitter. Average 29 homers, 86 RBIs, and 21 steals. I love that Francisco Lindor steals the art of the steel okay look i come from a generation where i watch vince coleman ricky henderson right true base stealers, andre dawson like the art of the stolen base is it's still there it's still somewhat around not what it used to be by any stretch of the imagination Like right? in a um fictional sense like Willie Mays Hayes right about a hundred of these one for every base I'm going to steal I am I am an appreciator of the fine I am appreciative I should say of the fine art of the stolen base Lindor steals bases okay as a Red Sox fan Dave Roberts What? sorry to bring this up Yankee fans but what started the greatest comeback in baseball history a stolen base you got that and by the way the Mets might not be done George Springer They could land Springer. That's not done, but that's the rumble out there. Met fans, you just got to feel good that you're going for it. You got an owner that gets it, that wants it. Look, it's one thing to have money and spend it completely irrationally. Just see Daniel Schneider with Washington. Just because, look, all owners in sports are rich. Just because they have money doesn't mean they know what they're doing. You got to spend the money the right way and the right place. Mannered with the right players and today today met fans can say that that hot stove that's hot is burning that i'm happy for met fans i have so many met fans in my life and i immediately know when something tragic has happened to the mets because my twitter feed explodes but today today met fans know their team is going for it and there's no better feeling than that so here we are in 2021 the Buffalo Bills are a legit Super Bowl favorite. The Mets are probably good. The Knicks are actually better. Are we seeing the bad turnaround? Some perennial losers leading the leading the way? What's going on here? Will 2021 be weird in a good way? It certainly was not yesterday, but maybe in sports it shall be. I hear a comment on that, by the way, is noted New York Knicks fan Stephen A. Smith. Ah!
1: An announcement to make, and it's very important. And I'm going to say this to America right now.
0: Thank you, Stephen A. What is that announcement, by the way?
1: So, guess what? Goodbye.
0: Oh, we got to go to break. Okay.
1: Thank you. Bye bye.